Hello, everyone. This is your host, Sanjeev Goyal, and uh, you're watching IIT 2020 Future Is Now show. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Pranab Sinha. He is a CIO of Genesis, and we will know in a few minutes what Genesis does. It's a phenomenal organization. They have done some amazing work in the world. It's a global organization, and he is not only leading technology, he's even in charge for the whole operation, and he runs the security too. Uh, Pranab is uh, from India, and uh, he's a technologist, and he has done some really, really interesting work. If you want to read about him, please look him up uh, on LinkedIn and other places. Uh, Pranab, I couldn't find a lot of information about your past, the college days. So I wanted to start with that. So you are, uh, you studied in Allahabad, right? Uh, yeah, so I went to... Uh... Now it's IT um, and uh, with my background was computer science. So I'm really an engineer, software engineer by profession. Um, and that's, I mean, those were amazing times. Um, not many institutions used to offer computer science. So we were one of the few pioneer uh, institutions offering computer science and, and uh, it was fun. I mean, it was great. So tell us a story, uh, which is a profound story from your college days, which has impact on you till date. I think, so if you look at, you know, how I grew up, it was a very kind of bubbly kind of environment. We, we were, my dad was in Indian oil and we used to live in refinery township and, uh, you know, there were schools. So you are very much contained. And then suddenly you go to college and I think, you know, those four years were really the molding moment for a person like me. Uh, it turned out to be the, one of the best times where you're not only sharpening your technical skills, but also you start to become street smart. I mean, that's really important. Uh, you, got to, you start to look into the practicality of things and you learn a lot of things besides just the books and the technology and and, uh, and I think those four years were really defining moment for me personally, where you grow from being, you know, kind of situated in a very small town, small environment, suddenly ready to get into um, what I call is the real world. And I think um, I'm really, really excited about how um, the institution molded uh, me personally um, through that whole four years. That's amazing. So Pranab, uh, you came to US uh, in which year? So it was around 90s, you know, that, that I came here. And then uh, my first job uh, was a company um, that was doing uh, consulting in ERP. And uh, it was at that time, ERP was not even known as ERP. Um, there was, it was a software around manufacturing and there was a company called Ask, which was almost like the one of the few earlier companies that started the whole manufacturing software and that product was called Man Man. And, and that's where wow. I started my teeth. Um, and then I went and uh, worked for Seagate uh, Technology. Um, again, very interesting company. When I joined the company, we were about two to $3 billion. Um, the company went private um, and then went public in 2003, one of the largest IPO in the Bay Area. And since then, we saw a very rapid acceleration in terms of the revenue growth. 
the whole disk drive industry was shrinking, consolidating. Uh, at that time, there were about 30 companies that used to make storage in disk drive. And today, if you look at it, it's probably two companies, the Seagate and Western Digital, there were those other two companies. So we went through multiple acquisitions, the company grew, and at the time um, when I left, we were about $10 billion um, in revenue. Uh, but really amazing experience as we went through that growth curve, um, growing about five to six times in revenue. At one time, it was about $14, $15 billion in revenue. So amazing experience, um, really looked at the entire spectrum, um, not just purely from the, um, the IT perspective, but also got to understand, you know, the mechanics of manufacturing and deep supply chain and logistics and how you bring a product. So you bring from technologist to a businessman pretty much because you are involved in the several aspect of the organization, if I may say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was the exciting part, you know, it's a very vertically integrated company They slice their own wafers yeah. and take it all the way to this drive. And you do that in different parts of the world and you bring all that together in a disk drive assembly plant in, in China and in Thailand. And, and so the whole process was very interesting and to put all that together and provide that infrastructure and provide the application construct to support such a vertically integrated supply chain was very interesting, really great experience. So let's talk about Genesis and the big reason Pranav, I reached out to you because Genesis, you know, at a high level, it looks like a company and help uh, support. But when I start really looking at it and start digging deeper is you're doing much more than that. And it's not just providing the just infrastructure, you are really changing the way people interact and people service this whole, uh, uh, especially service based organization we are talking today. And uh, I know there are some new things coming. Uh, there is an experience suite you are calling it. So it's coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what I really want to know from you is uh, now you're working with this global organization. I believe you are in 100 plus countries now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you have like, I don't know, the numbers are not public, like I'm assuming hundreds and thousands, hundreds plus maybe million users who use your product today, global. So, yes, yeah, so, um, I started in Genesis about a year back. Um, very interesting company. So all my life I've been working on you know, manufacturing and hardware companies this is the first time I got into a software play. Um, and the reason was uh, it's very interesting company. The product they produce is a platform that makes customer have that personalized experience with their customers. At the end of the day, if you create that personalized moment and you create that empathy with your customers, the amount of trust that you build and the long-term value that you build with that customer is unbelievable. Uh, and that's what we do. We enable that for our customers. We are starting to define the new category, which I call experience as a service. Um, and, and the idea is that every interaction our customers have with their customer, it's very personalized to a point that if I'm dealing with a company and they are coming through a Genesis platform, it'll almost feel that I'm the only customer for that, for my, um, from the provider of the service or product. So that's the kind of platform we are providing, uh, obviously supported with tons of technology, 
um, with you know the the whole concept of data AI ML to just have that moment where customers have that unique experience, that deep personalized experience. So that's what we do. Um, we have seen amazing traction in the market with our product and our message and where we are heading to. Uh, the other thing is we have one of the, I, I would call it one of the most complete solutions in the industry. So if you look at our product set, there are two kinds of product set. One product is really focused on what I call is ground up built um, for a SaaS multi-tenant kind of environment and we call it Genesis Cloud. Um, it, it caters to certain set of customer base. And then we have the other piece which is multi-cloud where people can either run a private edition in their data center or can decide what cloud they can run in. So one of the most complete product set all built ground up um, and it's not something that you know company has retrofitted from their previous uh, product set. And so that's what makes it exciting. I think we are just- I have a question on that. Yeah. And that's, so two questions actually I have. So when you talk about empathy, uh, digitally, how you deliver that empathy? That is uh, very, uh, right. It's very impressive you are doing it, but can you talk, walk me through the use case where you can say, hey, this is the scenario and this is how we are able to deliver just the empathy because that is the biggest piece missing today when I talk about providing service to our customers or providing, or I am on the other end where I am a customer. Yeah, so a good question, Sanjeev. So what happens in your, when, when you call a customer service um, for a product or service that you have bought from a company, if that interaction includes all the historical information about you, so that the agent on the other side understands your position, puts themselves in your shoe. Obviously they have the broader context, they have all the information, and then being able to deliver that service that is very personalized to you based on your situation, your context, that creates that empathy. Um, so that's what we are talking about. So and let me give you a scenario, Pranav. And uh, yeah. that's something always bothers me. And uh, one of my, uh, I know one person and he has almost like $3 billion worth of call center operation in India. Amazing, brilliant organization, do a phenomenal job. And I was having this conversation with him and he couldn't answer. So I thought today uh, will be my day and I can ask this question. So as a customer, tons of my data is already online and it is available to literally anyone, whether I like it or not, you know, organization have, they get the data and I receive emails and all. What I find it is when I call someone, I have to give him a lot of context. Even today, for example, my internet is down. I call Cox internet and it, I, it's such a poor experience. And I say, guys, I pay you so much money. I have gigabit connectivity. I'm just imagine I'm just one guy in the house. I took the gigabit connection, which is the best connection they have. It's still, they can't service me. And I'm not running a server here. I just do because all I care is get the best experience or give the best experience when I'm talking to you or I'm conducting my business or I'm communicating with anyone. 
very poor quality and every time they hand off to different person and the information doesn't go as flows plus they should be able to figure out just with the way i'm talking with my tonality with my tone and they have like years of data they can see what should we do what should we do and they use the words a lot of time i find it which pretty much annoys customers like me and i'm not saying i'm a big shot and i'm a busy guy and you know of course i can have my assistant call and all but a lot of time at 11 o'clock on the night there is some issue i'm not going to call anybody i have to call them or i have to chat with them and then nothing is integrated right they have a chatting system they have a, now all oh, this oh we have launched this sms based system on we so the point i'm trying to make it is when will we be able to have this personalized experience and what is missing what is the problem yeah. i think you know i i think first of all you're right on i mean the problems that you're seeing is not very unique and that's where genesis comes into play so what our platform does it's connects so if you look at where the problems are the people on the phone um first of all they are they have these multiple channels through which they are interacting those interactions are not just happening through voice they are happening through a chat through whatever service they are using and so having to bring all that through a common framework so at any time we are able to see what that customer is looking for and then bring the contextual data into play so then what happens is the person who is servicing your request they have a clear idea of your position your situation and be then able to deliver a very personalized experience because today what what is missing is that whole context when you are talking to somebody and if they don't they don't have the context if they don't have the historical impressions if they don't have the modality of your voice they don't get that information if those signals are not there you are treated like any other you know 10 question yeah but my problem my problem is different pranav i come from technology background i mean i had conversation this week with ranbir from microsoft azure who was who is one of the chief scientists there i spoke to rajat monga who is at heading the tensor flow in google i just spoke to uh, uh, another gentleman from ibm recently it's just sumit gupta actually phenomenal phenomenal technologies out there i don't think we need people today to service yeah. and i'm sorry and where the problem i lies is i think we are solving the problem with old way we have to change the paradigm we have to solve it very differently because today 90% of these problem you don't require a human in fact you, you they don't even require me to do anything if i have a problem they should be able to detect themselves and solve it why i do need to call them if there is a issue i receive things where i need to be interacted all my bills are paid automatically i don't even look at those i just check it once in a while my colleague checks it once in a while and we are in business so point i'm trying to make it is technology is not really being integrated to solve these problem and right right and and i'm going to push it a little bit further and that's the big question i have for you is let's talk about 5 years from now i know it's very hard to visualize 10 years 5 years of now what you see as a future when we talk about customer service whether it is food delivery it doesn't have to be just call we are talking about specific service whether it's a food delivery or i go to my doctor uh and for a prescription how do you see the future 
I think, you know, and this is exactly where we are heading towards. So at the end of the day, voice is going to become very low um, kind of use in these interactions. Because what should happen is, or what we are trying to do is really take those different channels, mm -hmm. um, signals, and being able to react to, to those signals in a very personalized manner, supported by data. And then obviously there's a lot of technology component that, that goes into it. But at a very simple level, you, the system and the platform that we have gets us to the point where you don't have to have a physical interaction through voice video. I mean, that's the last resort. Um, the system should be smart enough to take those contacts, take the problem and be able to respond to you much smarter than a human can even do. Uh, and it has got a lot of contextual data. It, it has a lot of kind of the, um, the solution set built into it. So when they come back to you, they are resolving the problem at the point of connect. So the whole first call resolution starts to happen where you are not getting transformed from one place to another to another. And the solutions are very, very geared to your personal problem. Just like you're talking about the food industry where you know, the, the people's choices on food is very, very personalized. And same thing, you know, the system, the platform should be able to understand the nuances of your issues, contextualize that and be able to solve that problem on demand right at that point of connect. And that's where we are heading to. So you think, uh, because our generation, I look at my kids, both of my kids, uh, they don't like to call. I mean, I'm, I feel so lucky that my daughter called me twice in last one week. I mean, I'm, I have no idea and no reason. That's amazing you know, because kids doesn't call without a reason. I must have done something right. But point I'm trying to make it is they don't like to call. They don't like to talk. They do uh, this like text kind of thing or they want to be quick, get in and get out. So in the world, of uh, where we are using AI and NLP and voice recognition and perfecting that experience and uh, using different kind of systems. Amazon has their own and uh, Apple has their own and Google has their own and we are perfecting that whole experience. But it's still, we are not able to do a, like a multi-layer kind of uh, experience. So uh, you do like you stuck at first level and then second, third level, we can't do anything. Like uh, the context is missing because you have to give the whole context again to get the same answer. Right. So, so I'm asking you because you are in the helm and you are seeing that and I'm not, uh, it's a bigger problem, I understand it. But is the problem data? Is the problem, how are we asking question? Is the problem training set? Or is the problem is algorithm? What is really the problem to solve these basic fundamental things, which I believe is ready, it's ripe today? I think it's all of the above, the, the technology, the pieces of technologies are there. What has not happened is a platform that sharpens those parts and connects them together and enables these systems to be able to respond and address the problem to the nth degree. I'll give you an example in IT, we are starting to test some of that, that exact theory. See, could we solve the problem of somebody instead of calling a help desk, could, we, could they have a chat where they can, where the system understands their problem and able to resolve without having these people create a ticket and have call somebody or send an email. 
So it should be a very self-service interactive model. Pranam, I'm going to, to push you. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, so let's forget about Genesis for a minute. Okay. Let's take Genesis, an organization where you create amazing technology. Now, let's talk about the real problem today. People are working from home and you know the kind of mental stress they are going to. The mental pressure is so, I can't even tell you. I talk to some of my colleagues. I'm not very actively engaged in the, with the team I was involved, but everybody's going through so much of mental stress. It's just phenomenal, right? And I'm seeing promises of a conversation just the way I'm having with you uh, with the machine for ages. That I cannot get even today. That experience is still not there. How far are we from there? I'm not going to talk about whether it is a, a right or wrong, but there are a lot of people who are missing this touch, this communication. Right, right. And, and no, I think you're, you're right. on there but the thing is every day it's getting better to a point where those rough edges are starting to get removed it's getting much smarter so the interaction that you're having with a non-human with a machine at, at in certain cases are even better than a human interaction now are we able to take out all the rough edges it's a it's a journey it's a process mm -hmm. and I think it's improving every day, whether you talk about the NLP, whether you, you talk about the intelligence to take that data and be able to address that problem, it's getting solved, it's getting better every day. And so what will happen, I think we will, we will continue to see that improvement, we will continue to see a much better connection of these pieces together where the context of your text or the interaction is taken all the way to resolution of the problem. And, um, and, and that'll continue to happen. Yeah, are we there? Yeah, we are not there in every sense, but I think if you look at just even two years back where we were and compared to today, I think it's night and day. And so this is gonna continue to evolve and improve. Great, so Pranab, uh, the next question I have for you is, uh, most of the listeners are uh, from IIT community of this uh, message. Uh, we have 450,000 plus alum uh, globally in 100 plus countries. Plus uh, this year it is all inclusive. So we are inviting anyone who wants to participate and collaborate with us and create better future. So that's one big reason I invited you. So where do you see opportunities? Where do you see the challenges? Where do you think that our engineers community or thinkers community can create value uh, for themselves and value for the society at large uh, in this area, whether we call it AI, ML or what, where do you see they can really make a difference? I think, you know, the biggest difference they can make, they can make is take these concepts and start to apply in areas where it really helps the society and people in general. I think these technologies are great, but how do you take, take these technologies and unbundle them to solve some real problems? Mm -hmm. And that we as the engineering community uh, need to put our focus on uh, because it's not all about creating great technologies. It's about really the practical usage 
to really improve um, the day-to-day lives of people. That's where we can help. So you, what you are saying is the fundamental, uh, the foundational layer of the technology is available. Uh, what is really missing is the, how do you apply and create use cases which really solve a real problem? Because is this problem worth solving or not? That is a common question. Even I ask as an investor all the time, people come to me and they say, hey, they want me to write a check. I say, okay, great. Well, it's a wonderful solution you're talking about, but who is going to buy it? Is there a, even a user? Or forget about uh, buy it. Is there any social good around it? So uh, I agree with you. So the big thing you are saying is finding and defining those problems are the key. And yep. how and it's solve not it. always. Yeah. And then the other thing I would highlight to you, it's not about always about economics. I mean, I think in the Valley, in generally we get wrapped around, okay, how do you, you know, take this and create a solution and think about people start thinking about an exit. I think, you know, where we can do good is where we start to really look at these hard problems. Mm-hmm. Obviously, economics is really important, but also look at from a lens of how do you solve these problems? These are bigger problems. Yeah. Um, and the solution sets are there, pieces of technology are there. How do you tie these things together to deliver a solution that really helps the society? So give me one problem our community can solve. I think, you know, one of the areas that our community can solve is around, especially in this, this time when people are so stressed, how can we create a platform for young kids, for our students, for our, for even our, you know, young professionals to be able to connect on issues that are beyond just their day-to-day work-related issues. It's about mental um, stress. It's about problems that they are having on their day-to-day lives. How can we help connect these people together? How can we help address some of these things? How can we provide solutions around those things? Those are bigger societal problems in general. Um, And it's not just about creating a technology solution. It goes beyond that. And that's one of the areas I think uh, this is a very successful, um, you know, organization, successful group of people. And I think we need to take some steps towards that. I think, uh, Pranav, we can, uh, if we put the right people on a table, uh, people who have desire to solve this problem, this problem, what uh, you put it on, uh, put across us, I'm pretty sure our audience will love to participate and solve. Uh, this is really an uh, interesting problem. I haven't thought about it uh, uh, I never realized that the problem is because lots of time when we talk about mental health, we are talking mostly, you know, 60, 50, 70, like older generation, yeah. not the young kids. We, I, I, I mean, they're perfect. What is wrong in their world? They're just having an amazing yeah. time. But uh, listening from you, that is really interesting. So yeah, it is a problem. Is it the digital overload you're talking or you're talking uh, information I think it's, overload or what are you talking here? It's all, all the above. It's digital overload. It's not being able to get out of home, you know, get into that, you know, college environment. I mean, I'm just an example. Uh, it's the pressure. It's the continuing to grow with the, the, the whole peer pressure increasing. It's that environment that is there today, especially with the COVID situation, it's much different. And so how do we help you know, our young generation deal with that. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, with that, uh, Pranav, I want to thank you for your time. It's, uh, it's a phenomenal talking to you. 
Uh, it's, uh, I can't even tell, it was so much fun and I really enjoyed it. And on the behalf of our audience at IIT 2020, thank you very much. You took time and uh, you're with us. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Ajeev. Thank you. Take care.